Hello and welcome to another episode of Lisa at the Edge. Today I am joined by community hero Isadora Katanich. Izzy is on the board of Switzerland-based Microsoft partner Make It Noble. Check them out for all your Azure needs. And she also organises Experts Live Switzerland and Europe. Izzy is a true community spirit and is doing a lot of amazing things right now to keep the community together during these tough times. In this open and honest episode, we discuss how COVID-19 is affecting the event world and our community, and we share our personal feelings on the situation. I just want to say a huge thank you to Izzy for joining me and inspiring me. Hey Izzy, welcome to the Lisa at the Edge podcast. Hi Lisa. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, and taking the time out of your schedule to do this is really appreciated. Well, thank you very much for uh, for inviting me. Of course, it's uh, super fun to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to this discussion. I think it will be I think it will be good. So, a few of the topics I wanted to basically chat to you about um, would be, you know, the fact that the the effects that COVID nineteen are having on the event space. So both um companies having events with their customers but also the the community so we're both you know part of the azure community and um which is known for its events and its community and its community activities and and they're all moving virtual um as well so i'd really like to to get your your opinions on that and we can discuss that um I'd like to know a little bit more about your role at make it noble and um how things have changed for you um, in the last few months. Um, and then also, I'd like to talk a little bit about community and tips for um, those listening on how to embrace community, get the most out of it, and get involved. Because obviously, I'm, I'm quite new to the space. Uh, yeah. And you, you're a bit of a community champion, so <laughs> you'll have all the tips and tricks to share. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, just just shoot away. What, whatever you would like to know, just uh, feel free to ask. Okay, cool. Let's start with your um, your current role at Make It Noble, and I know that you're also involved with Experts Live Switzerland and Europe. So, first of all, can you tell me a little bit about your role at Make It Noble? Yeah, absolutely. So, Make It Noble is a Swiss IT uh, consulting company. Uh, we help our customers uh, around everything Microsoft Azure as well as uh, Microsoft 365. Um, I have the honor to be to be on the management team as well as take care of uh, of the marketing and basically all other uh, organizations uh, around the company. Nice. Um, and how? So prior to COVID nineteen and lockdown, did you work in an office or did you work from home? What did your sort yeah, of so, look like? Yeah, so it, it has been mixed. I, I mostly work from home. Okay. Uh, however, I would go to the office at least once per week uh, for multiple reasons. Of course, to connect uh, connect with my colleagues there, and also as well uh, uh, because I like to go to the office. I like I like yeah. to see my team. I like to work together instead of just being at home like all the time. Yeah, and you would do quite a bit of traveling, right, as well. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> in terms of events, so Make It Noble events, but also Microsoft events? Correct, yes. So I have been, uh, uh, yeah, let's say for the past decade maybe, uh, <laughs> traveling a lot to conferences, uh, uh, as well as national, as international conferences. Almost every month, uh, or basically every month, I would go to uh, to an event out there, whether if it was a Microsoft uh, Ignite a tour event or a community conference or other meetup. Uh, so yeah, I've I've been heavily impacted actually by the current situation. Suddenly, my suitcase has been in the storage for very long. Well, yeah. I'm used to like packing and unpacking and washing and go from a hotel. Uh, uh, yeah, in different countries, and now it's like seven, eight weeks that I actually haven't been traveling uh, at all. Yeah, and this is this is exactly why I wanted to talk to you about the movement that we are seeing from events 
having to be cancelled or having to be moved online. Like, for instance, I think Microsoft have cancelled all of their in-person events until like midway through next year, have they not? Yes. Yeah. Until I think it's like, uh, July. Till July. Yeah. And that's, and like Dell, Dell have cancelled all of their um, events. So for instance, I was supposed to be speaking, I think I've said this on every podcast so far, but <laughs> I was supposed to be speaking at Dell Tech Worlds in Vegas next week. Oh, wow. I know. And I'm actually, I'm gutted. And that's moving online. That's moving online in the, in the autumn, I think. So, so yeah, it's an, a really big change, especially for people like you who are involved in not only organizing and, and putting on events, but also attending them. So in terms of, um, you've got, obviously you've got Make It Noble, but you, you also work with um, Experts Live. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So I'm the, I'm the co-organizer of Experts Live Switzerland, as well as Experts Live Europe, which are both uh, IT community conferences focused on uh, basically everything Microsoft Cloud, data center, security, and modern workplace technologies. Um, so yeah, we have Experts Live Switzerland scheduled for the end of June, uh, which of course in the current situation, it's, it's very uncertain. Uh, can the conference happen? Can the conference not happen? Uh, uh, what are the rules in terms of uh, events in, in Switzerland and in-person gatherings and same for for Experts Live Europe, uh, which was supposed to take, uh, take place later this year, which is a very international environment. I mean, in the past years, for example, last year we had attendees coming from uh, 30 plus countries around the world. And to be very honest, I, I yeah, I, I don't see that happening this year also i think the the mindset of people also has changed for at least uh, the current uh, current period and and after even if like borders open and we can travel again i'm really curious to find out uh, how how that's going to be yeah yeah i definitely think that that like like you say for the one in switzerland you can you can almost take it week by week and month by month and and see what the rules are going to be like specifically for Switzerland near June, but for larger events like the one from Europe, I, I imagine that the you know the whole value of an event like that is that diversity and having all those people from all those different countries, and that you know even if borders begin to loosen up towards the end of the summer. I don't think that people will be back to traveling so freely and even operating normally for a yeah. good while, a good while afterwards. Um, and especially it will be interesting to see as well. So I suppose, so we spoke about events moving online and I think you have to be, you have to really think about which events you should move online and which events yeah you maybe should just postpone because really the value is they are in-person events. We're seeing, exactly. pretty, we're seeing pretty much every event try and become online, but yeah. and it will be interesting to see um, how successful those are. Um, whereas for something like Experts Live Europe, is it, the, the clues in the name, I think. Yeah, exactly. Indeed. It's it's like experts life and uh, uh, to have the community life and in person. I mean, that, that has been always a very important aspect of uh, of the conference to have that networking. That's why we always focus like a lot of hours in the expo hall. Every evening we had something going on of like bringing the people in person together. And none of that is possible with uh, with virtual events. And like we see, so for example, at the beginning when like the first IT conference were, uh, conferences were being canceled, I got very upset. Like every time there was a new announcement, like this conference got canceled or that conference got canceled. And, and I mean, I honestly really got sad about it, not because I like had to like change my flights, cancel my flights, etc. But I realized I will like not see a lot of our, our community friends. Like I was very much looking forward to, to going to this conference or this place and to connect with the people. And then that's, that's not going to happen. And uh, yeah, like I said, so at the beginning I got really upset and, and now it kind of feels like whenever something gets canceled, you like expected it, you knew it. Like, yeah. And, yeah. 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 They, 
I think at, to begin with, people were were not accepting the situation, and I think now we're very much in acceptance, and and so much so that we've we've. I mean, I've kind of accepted that me and my friend are still speaking about, you know, will we go to Ibiza for our holiday at the end of September? She's a very super positive person. And <sighs> I think she's still trying to hold on to that. But I have pretty much accepted in my head that that's not going to happen. And um, yeah. I, so I, I had been at Dell six, seven months before lockdown and travel bans, et cetera, started to happen. And I was just getting into the swing of my role and really looking forward to we're meant to have a, an event in Zurich and we're meant to have an event in Berlin and then you know and I was just I was getting really excited and looking forward to sort of starting that and and now I I don't think I will really find out what that side of my role will be like until maybe next year because I yeah. don't think it'll get back to normal this year however it's not all doom and gloom some people have been moving to virtual events um and one that both myself and you had the opportunity to be part of was the the global azure um event yeah. this was something that was new to me um so could you could you explain a little bit about how global azure would traditionally work yeah so basically uh global azure is is a is a event uh, returns like every year on a single date and it spends the whole world together to host in-person events focused on uh, Microsoft Azure. So in the past um, past couple of years, I attended those events in person. And for this year, um, of course, I was supposed to also go to the one uh, here in Switzerland. However, due to the current situation, uh, that changed. Um, but I also have to say what I what I really value, and and that's also what I really truly see in the community is even if those events got canceled or let's say moved to virtual events, it did open doors and new opportunities like same for you and, mm -hmm. and me. I mean, we both got invited and asked like to be part of the event to, uh, uh, to be like the virtual hostess, uh, to deliver a session. You delivered a session. I did the opening poem for UK and Ireland. Yeah. Um, so that's what I really liked actually about the whole concept of going virtual also because I feel um, the event also got uh, more inclusive because like so many more people could join online. I mean, yeah. you should not forget there are people who, who cannot travel to conferences, whether it be a situation at home or, or, or financial or time or whatever reason there is that you cannot yeah. travel to conferences. You now just at the comfort of your own home, you could dial in. There were like over 300 hours of Azure content uh, available. You could you could watch in, in three days. So I really think, uh, even the though of course I wished it was an in-person event, I think uh, it was it was a big success. Yeah, definitely. There was a crazy amount of content available. So um previously that event would have just been one day right so people would have yeah. like got together in their region and and it would have been a very local event and it would be for one day but everyone would do it on the same day whereas Correct. this year it went virtual and expanded to like three days so there was yeah the, there was a feature tract which which you were the one of the hosts of which is amazing that was like a, a very professional um put together uh, stream that was amazing and then like for the UK and Ireland we had our, our specific sort of sessions running and that was really cool so the first two days were um, recorded sessions that people had recorded and then put up on the YouTube and then the Saturday was a day full of live sessions and there was three streams for UK and Ireland live from nine until like four that's, yeah. that's a crazy amount of people and content and sharing the knowledge basically yeah, yeah. No, same for the for the feature track. So actually recorded uh, four four days in a row. All four days uh, were live. So we started with a pre day, uh, uh -huh. explaining what Global Azure is about, and also shining lights on different communities because there were like tracks from Spain, uh, UK, and Ireland. Uh, I saw in Nepal, Nigeria, literally all over the planet. Uh, communities were hosting their tracks as well as uh, speakers who were maybe not part of uh, of a uh, 
like a community or a country track, but they could still submit their session and then get listed on the on the official webpage of uh, of Global Azure. Yeah, that's and then and that's very cool. And just sort of watching that unfold over the weekend, I kind of thought to myself, this is definitely one of those silver lining moments, like you say you and me got opportunities to be part of something that maybe maybe we wouldn't have in the same way exactly and it was so inclusive so inclusive and so accessible to everyone and you yeah. you would not have got that previously definitely. Um, yeah. it was definitely very special and the fact that um you know all the recorded sessions and then even after the live sessions um are all available on the youtube and Something else that I really appreciated, and, and I don't know if this happened um, traditionally, but with the featured track, so many people from the Microsoft product groups came and did sessions. And I just thought, thought that that was absolutely brilliant. It's a, it's a community event, but then, you know, um, really key people from Microsoft product groups, like obviously my favorite, the uh, <laughs> Intelligent Edge and the Azure Stack family product team, they, they did a feature track. And I just thought that that was so cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I fully agree. That was absolutely, uh, absolutely a highlight for me. And also let, let it be clear that that I'm, I'm like not part of the global staff of Global Azure. It's really the community stepping up for the community. So they, they reached yeah. out to me like, hey, like, are you available? And do you want to help us with like uh, hosting the, the feature track? And I mean, for me at that time, and I'm sure for you, it, it was really like a moment like, wow, okay, that's a great opportunity that, that, that we're, uh, we're getting. But I don't know how it was for you, but normally for me, like to get on stage, I mean, I did like uh, uh, some breakout sessions as well as like the opening or the closing note for Experts Live Europe. And I'll tell you honestly, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. And, uh, uh, and I feel now, I mean, what has been totally different I mean, I knew I was going to reach even more people than I would normally have in a room at a conference, yes. which makes it like a bit more scary. But at the same time, it's like you're sitting at home, you're behind your webcam, you like don't see reactions. To me, it actually made it a little bit easier. I don't know how it was for, for you. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, because I, I mean, you're entirely in your comfort zone and there's this almost barrier between you which you know good and bad but for the in this sense a good a good a good one um so for me yes I get very nervous before I speak and I you know I I have to really try and slow my speech down and I get very excited and beforehand I get very very nervous um once I'm into it I'm, I'm kind of okay um yeah but but yeah I agree on sa Saturday I was super relaxed I actually just, do you know what? I couldn't wait to chat with people. And I don't know yeah. if that's because I've been in lockdown now for like six weeks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, yeah I, just, I just couldn't wait to chat to people. And I felt, I felt very relaxed. And I also felt like, you know, if anything goes wrong or there's slight little glitches, like we had a speaker who was unwell. So I had to yeah. play one of our recorded tracks. Um, yeah. I kind of thought, you know, everyone's very understanding like you say it's oh, absolutely. Entire, it's, a, it's yeah. a community effort community for the community people taking time out of their their days to put this on and I just I just felt like it was a very friendly vibe it was I fully agree on that like for for all three days or actually four days that, that we were uh, doing it live so a couple aspects indeed like you said like connecting with the people I was like so happy like like the interactions in the in the chat or or what I've been seeing on Twitter uh, indeed our community friends like everybody coming out again and joining the conversation uh, as well as indeed people were so friendly and they really appreciated it and uh, uh, which I think uh, yeah what was very valuable that so many speakers I mean over I think 250 speakers worldwide contributed uh, sessions and there were of course thousands of people who uh, who have been watching the watching the content and yeah i mean i mean don't get me wrong even though it was like less scary to just like be at home i do really cannot wait to be out of this situation and for life to turn uh to turn back to normal i can i can so sense that from you and i 
like I I think I really feel for like you and the people that I know that kind of are in the same circle and they go to all these events because that's how you guys like keep up to date with each other and I I do I, I so feel for you I think I was just about to get into it and then yeah. it kind of was like stopped so I've, I've kind of like I'm not entirely sure what I'm missing although I am like in so I am determined to get to Microsoft Ignite like determined um yeah. and this year when they moved it um from Orlando I think it usually is in I was gutted but then when I heard they were moving it to New Orleans I was like wow like I, I was like I'm going you know Ke Kenny yeah. Kenny Lowe uh, yeah. some people might know him <laughs> he always every time he's at these who events, doesn't know Kenny who doesn't we all know Kenny <laughs> the wonderful Kenny <laughs> he's always sending me pictures and text messages about how awesome the event is and I was just so determined to get there one way or the other this year um and now I know that's obviously not going to happen. Although, like we like we said, so people who couldn't potentially get there pre previously because of events like that are obviously super expensive to travel. You, you're yeah. either funding it yourself or you're needing sponsorship from um, your organization or, or whatever. So this year, I might actually be able to, you know, I'll be able to be involved a little bit because it will be online. Exactly. Which yeah. is, which is really... Which I know you're like, it's not the same. <laughs> no, it's absolutely not the same. So, so I've been to Microsoft Ignite. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe all the years and before as well to tech it. And it, yeah, you cannot, you cannot explain how it is. I mean, for me, it really is like Ignite for me is like my highlight of the year. I like for months, I'm looking forward to going. And then I really have like, an amazing week of connecting with everybody and and yeah to me microsoft ignite it really has some magic i mean you have people who are like oh like twenty five thousand people like please not uh and for me it's like yes twenty five thousand people i want to meet twenty four thousand of them yeah. at least you're like i want to high five every single one of you yeah yeah which is something which i was also thinking about i mean like you know like christopher turner for example yeah. kenny i mean well, I mean, also me, I'm, I'm a hugger. I'm like super happy to see, uh, see our friends back again. And what I'm wondering is like, let's say life after the Corona crisis and conferences, I really wonder how people will greet each other. And I also think it will become pretty awkward with like yes. new people who you just meet. It's like some people do want to shake hands. Some people don't want to shake hands. Um, yeah, I really wonder how that's, how that's going to look like in the future. Yeah, that's such a good point. I think that we really don't have a clue yet the sort of societal and cultural impacts that this will have. Um, and there's probably yeah. some we can't even think of right now. But I agree. So handshaking has been around since forever, right? Yeah. Like, will that suddenly go? Um, you're right. Will there be this barrier up? Will people initially not want to go to um, large events because they've you know kind of developed an anxiety so like I'm self-isolating by myself so I'm yeah. literally nailing <laughs> self-isolation um, and I find that even when I now go out because I, I go to the shops for myself but I also go for my mom and my gran and sometimes yeah. when I'm in a shop and others are not sort of sticking to the two meter apart rule or you know, you can tell that people are just not caring. I get very anxious and that that's a feeling that's, that's brand new to me and very strange. And, and I do, I think there will be a little bit of a, like a COVID hangover of that yeah. afterwards. And, and I do wonder, that said, um, I don't know if after this people will have a, renewed appreciation for spending time with others for being in the company of others for connecting with others I mean I know that so all my friends thought that I would be fine with this because they call me I'm a bit of a hermit I don't mind spending time by myself um I, I need the least of time to survive yeah but what what I realized, um, and I was realizing this a little bit when I started my role that was fully remote, 
is whilst I totally enjoy spending time by myself, and that's definitely how I recharge, I miss people. I'm a people person. I love people, um, especially like my friends and, and close people that I, you know, that, that are close to me. And I miss just, just being in their company and having that connection. And I, it could go one of two ways. People could be really unsure after this, or they could just have this renewed need for proper connection and everyone might just go wild. <laughs> for, yeah <laughs> for, for traveling and meeting each other i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah i i for sure cannot wait to i mean also for me so i moved to switzerland uh, two years ago uh for love <laughs> um that's a whole yeah, other so podcast you know, i love that story <laughs> Yeah, so he uh, he convinced me to move to this uh, beautiful country of Switzerland, and um, luckily I was fortunate enough that that I could easily like travel back to the Netherlands where my family lives, or in Croatia, or in Serbia, even a family in Canada. Um, we always made it work to yeah. see each other, and now actually my family feels like more far away than ever because like borders are closed or we cannot travel um so yeah that that's now definitely a downside of of not seeing people for me it also affects of not seeing family which i'm sure is for many many other people as well yeah absolutely that must be i mean i can't imagine i cannot imagine being somewhere and being told that i cannot get to my mom that's i mean even just thinking about that right now she lives you know a 10 minute walk away from me um yeah. and my gran is you know like a 15 minute drive um and I actually took them some so Kenny actually made some homemade fudge and I took them I tried not to eat it all myself so <laughs> I took them I took my mum and my gran some some last night and even just being able to do those little things like yeah does make you really really appreciate um those kind of things so yeah I, I don't know you know I, I kind of feel like maybe after this maybe there'll be a little bit of hesitation but I really think people will really appreciate and relish the chance to travel and spend time with um with one exactly. another I can't wait to travel more like traveling more has been on my to-do list for so long and I've just gotten to the position right I can I can afford to do it and I was going to be doing it through work and at the beginning of the year, I went to Iceland by myself and I decided I was just going to start traveling by myself um, so that I could see more of the world without having to wait on others to be available, etc. Yeah. Um, and I, I tell you, I just keep adding places to my list now. Switzerland <laughs> <laughs> is on that list. Like, I Yeah, no, you're absolutely, let me know when you're here because I think you and I uh, will have a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah no, I'm definitely happy, uh, happy to show you around. And um, yeah, so indeed, now that we cannot travel and we cannot do like our usual things and live our usual way of life, I do feel it kind of, I mean, I also try to look at the positive side. It did open opportunities and, and like just some simple examples. Uh, um, you find time for things maybe you did not want to make time uh, for before or did not have time before. So for me, I don't know, just some simple, um, simple things. Uh, uh, I'm sure you know, you know, Louise uh, Fries. She's yeah. a German, uh, German uh, Microsoft MVP and uh, consultant. And she also happens to be an amazing uh, sketch noter, if, if that's even a word, a sketch noter. But she, she, she makes yeah. sketch notes. And I mean, I've, I've been following her for a long, long time. And uh, she actually inspired me or motivated me like two weeks back to create my own sketch note. And I have to admit, I mean, it was really fun. I mean, I sat down and I don't know, it took me like 10, 15 minutes. Um, but yeah, I discovered something completely new or I just ordered, it arrived today, a smart garden, uh, which is basically an indoor garden with, with wow. artificial sunlight. And I will start growing my own herbs and veggies, which... I'm sure I would have not ordered that if I had like my normal life of travels and, and, and et cetera. And now we're just trying to find ways also to keep yourself busy and, and, and occupied and, and discover new things. So yeah, I also think it also has some positive, uh, positive side effects. 
Absolutely. And um, so first of all, I'm going to need the link to that smart garden because um, so I have flower boxes on my balcony and every yeah. summer or spring, my mum comes around, removes the plants I've managed to kill and sets them up fresh for the summer. And to be fair, I don't think it's entirely my fault. I think that where my balcony is positioned, they tend to get fried in the sun and they, they get hit with all the weather. Um, yeah. She usually does that for me every year. And obviously she's not been able to do that this year. So this more, this weekend, I was going to go and attempt to buy some plants and some soil myself. I feel like this smart garden is maybe the way that I should go. <laughs> um, and in terms of sketch noting, I seen that you got, I seen you guys all doing that and I thought it was amazing. And then I, I thought, um, I, I'm terrible at drawing. Like my writing is not neat. I couldn't even colour within the lines when I was younger. <laughs> but I actually, I took inspiration from you guys and I, I just, I got, I didn't even realise I had coloured pens available, but then I remembered my mum had given me them. And um, and then I just started uh, just doodling. And it yeah. was so therapeutic. And I found it so relaxing. And it was, it was really nice. So I, I probably do need to give that a bit more of a go. Um, yeah. But... On, to, on that note then, in terms of the community, um, yeah. and you're talk, talking about positives that have come out of it, obviously I decided to take this as an opportunity to start creating content, so podcast, blog, but also to get, you know, stuck right in about, and that's me being Scottish, we get stuck right in about Twitter and engaging with people. Um, and you do a lot of things, uh, that are very cool so one of those is the community quiz so you do a lot of community <laughs> quizzes which i think is awesome can you yeah. uh, just tell me a little bit more about those and what did you only recently start doing them because of lockdown or have you always done them yes yes i actually recently started uh, started doing them um well actually it started with with me really missing conferences and being out there and like like getting new experiences and memories and then I was thinking like I also really want to keep like those memories alive and and the community connected and then I started uh first with the MVP community uh quiz which was basically um um yeah just just a bunch of questions about uh indeed some of the MVPs and and events and that yeah that turned out pretty successful people liked it and I was like okay I'll, I'll do another one and the one I actually have uh, running now uh, is the community conferences quiz uh, which indeed because we cannot go to conferences just to keep the memories alive and uh, yeah so I'm, I'm running it on my uh, on my website and uh, yeah it, it, it's great to see that people are actually liking it and that they're taking the quiz and um, of course every quiz comes uh, with a little prize so I have uh, very cute um, baby Yoda stickers and a conference badge reel and uh, some other geeky laptop stickers which I'm giving away amazing yeah I love that I think um so I think quizzes in general have taken off I see all the time sort of pub quiz but done via zoom or whatever i know one of my friend groups I, I i open whatsapp and i've missed a quiz and there's like 200 messages because they're doing quizzes <laughs> with each other um so i think taking that to the community is is really really cool um and on that note i suppose that uh i suppose these kind of activities is why you've you've earned some badges <laughs> so <laughs> you've got one of the new as your hero badges for being an inclusive leader and um you were the first cloud family champion weren't you yeah 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 that was pretty uh pretty cool yeah so the azure heroes that's actually uh that that's run by uh by microsoft uh it's a pretty uh new program for the for the technical community where you can earn um different types of badges so either inclusive leader or let me think they have content hero uh community heroes uh mentors um yeah so yeah, there i uh, got the one for inclusive uh leader and then for the community cloud community champion uh that's actually fully run uh, uh by the community and then yeah i received the first nomination i'm looking forward to see uh 
who else will be uh, community champions this year? I really think we should uh, we should have you. Because <laughs> oh. I think it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing what you're doing. You're really. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm. I'm. I was there where you are as well. Like, okay, let's mm -hmm. let's start being more like active in like for yourself. I mean, like before, I always have like a work um, like a conference platform for other people and for speakers yeah. and for shining light song community and earlier well actually on january 1st i uh, finally started my own blog which uh, i wanted for a while but you know how it feels you get like insecure and do yeah. people want to read your content and yeah like do people care about what you think but then i also um actually it was donna sarker who who also inspired me she, she once said in her session which i believe was at ignite the tour in uh, in london uh, like if, if you're wondering if you should like write about a certain topic and there is already like plenty of information available on the internet You still should because there's always somebody who's like like interested and also to hear your opinion and yours might be different than someone else's and Yeah, I just hope that everybody stays motivated even if there's enough uh, Content especially now with like for example uh, virtual events uh i mean there's so much content out there and yeah i just hope we all keep uh, keep producing which brings me back uh, to you <laughs> is that i really uh no i really like it i see you're becoming uh, becoming more active also the the podcast you're doing the speaker sessions and yeah i think it's really cool it's funny that you bring up your blog because your blog was actually the reason that i started blogging so I had blogged maybe two years ago around life topics and also fitness. So I'd, I'd got into fitness, yeah. I'd done a few like transformation challenges. I started to blog about those. And I also started to blog about just random life topics because all my friends say, you know, they come to me for advice and all this kind of stuff. So I, I did this blog and do you know what's interesting actually? I've hidden them from my new blog because I didn't know how yeah. they would go down. Because I did one about compliments and my inability to take them and yeah. how i'm trying to work on that and then i also did an article about why i would love to read that yeah. hit publish hit publish <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one was um why you should never tell people to settle down yeah and that's a really it's a sort of thought piece on because i'm single right now hello i'm single but i've been single <laughs> for quite, quite a long time and you can get stuck into this, like people telling you to settle down, et cetera. Um, and I just think that that's one of the worst things that you can do to someone because you're asking them to change their life to make you feel more comfortable, or you're asking them to accept less um, than real happiness so that, they, so that they become normal in your eyes, basically. So anyway, I used to do a bit of writing on this kind of thing. Um, yeah. And then I stopped for ages and Everyone always said, you know, if you're going to if you're going to start a blog, it has to be on a specific topic. You have to pick your topic and you have to go with it. Well, I mean, in case anyone hasn't realized from these podcasts, I am not a one topic kind of girl. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I kind of I seen that you'd blogged about and maybe we could talk about this, actually, you're um, volunteering in, in Vietnam. And yeah. I just seen it and I just loved I just loved reading it. And I think going back to your point about, you know, it doesn't matter if other people have created similar content. I think that everyone has their own spin. Everyone has different ways of learning, different ways of relating to things. Um, and also, I think by sharing your like thoughts and feelings and fears and ambitions, like when trying to do a little bit with this podcast, it can help others to realize that they're not alone. And that actually yeah. the thoughts that they're having in their heads, other people are having, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, go ahead anyway and do what you, do what you want to exactly. do. Exactly. It will always be uh, relatable to somebody. And, and secondly, what, what I also notice is that um, it's also really nice for yourself to like, just get it out of your head and get it out on paper. Yes. Yeah. And I think changing your person. So I very much changed my perception. Like when you were saying, when you're worried about, you know, will people want to read this? Will they be interested? Yeah. Changing the, that, that mindset to actually, I just want to share this. You know, I want to do it for me. You can look back on your blog. You can, you know, it's like a, like a diary, but it's in the public kind yeah. of. Um, 
and I, I, I just, that's, that's my focus. And that's what my focus has been with this podcast as well, is that I'm doing it for me. It's something I'd always wanted to try. I'd always thought about doing. I've got a friend who's in the fitness space who runs a podcast and we always have great conversations and she's like, we should do this. You should do yeah. a podcast. And so I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to do it and we'll just see yeah. how it goes. <laughs> Perfect. No, I think it's very good. But also, also like you said, so apparently I inspired you to start mm -hmm. uh, blogging again, uh, which of course like is great to hear. In reaction. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's indeed something I'm I'm noticing in the community how it's like it's like an ongoing loop of inspiring each other and motivating each other. And I'm sure that that uh, even somebody who now will listen to this podcast like might start a podcast on their own as well I mean yeah yeah I actually had um I had a guy that I'd this is so funny so a guy that I had met at an event years ago yeah. reached out to me and asked what I was using and how I was doing it so he set up a, a podcast it's called DevOps Squared I think and he's going to join me on an episode in a couple of weeks so that was so cool and then actually my boss's boss reached out and he started a podcast as well called tech breakfast um it's like 30 30 minutes I think it's every day he's doing it I'm just talking about tech headlines and I was on Tuesdays um with him and, and that's really cool as well I think I, I I am loving seeing the creativity and and also I think it was the perfect time for me to start because I think without this um you know I lockdown would have been harder there's been some days where honestly the people on twitter <laughs> have like saved my day because they've actually just like i've had some great conversations or we've had some great rants and we've gone down rabbit holes um there was a threadzilla about azure stack hci the other week which resulted in someone tagging in jeff woolsey from microsoft who runs it and now Jess going to come on my podcast. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, that's, like, that's pretty amazing. And I'm just like, how is this? Like, this is not what I planned. <laughs> but, I like, but I like that, that organic, um, kind of honest way of doing things. That's just very me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, actually, can we just quickly, I mean, this is just for my personal interest, but I'd like to hear a little bit about your volunteering in Vietnam. That is something I've thought about doing since honestly I was about 16 and yeah. I've, just, I've just never done it um, because obviously I, I don't I don't know I've always been working I, I'd need to get I'd need to either take on my holidays or ask work to give me a month unpaid or whatever but um, yeah can you just tell me a little bit about that just yeah absolutely for my benefit <laughs> yeah so basically yeah just like you like since ever I was yeah let's say 15, 16, I, I always wanted to, to do something like this. And I mean, I had done volunteering projects like within my own country, which are just like one day projects or a couple of weeks. Um, and now I like really wanted to like dedicate like full time, uh, well, ideally longer than just one month, but of course with work and, and everything going on, that was basically the max uh, I could do. So I took one month uh, unpaid leave from work. Uh, I first, of course, spoke to everybody. Is everybody okay if I like leave? And I'm like really out, out. <laughs> um, and then I started looking at, uh, at at volunteering projects, basically in different um, in different countries. And first, I was looking at projects which were like more like. Uh, community projects or helping organizations get more active on on social media and get more attention for their nonprofit organization um, or the ones which I eventually picked so was one in Indonesia where I uh, was teaching English and computer classes to underprivileged uh, village children and the second project I did was in uh, Vietnam uh, which was at an orphanage and both were uh, completely different. Um, however, what I was not expecting is how much, so I was expecting to go there to give, mm -hmm. but it's also so much you get. I mean, yeah. the, the love you get from these children and the, the appreciation. I mean, it was really one month 
full time. You're like every day. Uh, I was focused on the on the children, and yeah, I I just cannot wait to go back. I mean, I, I said like I'm not saying goodbye. It's gonna be until I see you again, because I definitely, if if time allows, I really want to go back after like this whole situation uh, is over. And um, yeah, to go back. So that was actually in February, and uh, being away for a month. Um, alone it also gives you time to to reflect and and to think and I mean for me it was really enjoyable to uh, to do that and at the same time to give so much but also receive so much back uh, from doing that program and I, I definitely I recommend to anybody who has the time uh, to do something like that um, to do it yeah I can imagine it was just like an emotional overload because oh, like, yes. like you say, you're going there to give, but actually um, the people that you're helping probably show appreciation on a level that we don't often come across. And exactly. therefore that, that sort of that appreciation and that gratitude and that love back would have been, you know, quite, quite something special. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose just to, to give you a different perspective, to ground you again, to gives you a renewed sentient, renewed um gratitude for your life as well like yeah i just i think that i think that like you say if people have the time like those are the kind of things that we should be doing in, as humanity to help each other yeah um, and it's, it's definitely something that i need to look into i'm going to need yeah. to ask my boss if there's a thing where we can like take a month yeah no pay. definitely i mean it's something you said like that we should make time for it. Yeah, we should make time for it. I know, I know everybody is busy nowadays. Like literally everybody is super busy. But if it's only like one month or two months or a week or whatever, I mean, just, just take some time to stand still and indeed to help uh, help somebody else. And and for example, what, what my sister mentioned is, um, I mean, she, she also does a lot of volunteering work uh, in the Netherlands where, where she lives. Um, she uh, works together with uh, refugees and she does like all kinds of projects and uh, creative projects um, like what she mentioned to me is like you don't need to travel like very far to actually be yeah. supportive I mean you can also look within your own community whether it be the tech community or something completely different I mean even closer to home there's yeah. always somewhere where you could do something to help. Yeah. And you know what? I think that is another silver lining of this. I have seen so much. So I live in Dundee in Scotland and I have seen so many initiatives being spun up by individuals and businesses um, to support the people of Dundee. And I actually think that it's um, it's been really good and that it's it's brought you back to looking at those immediately around you who need your help you do not need to go far to find someone who exactly. needs support of some kind and there's so so many so many um like i say initiatives going on and i just find it so i really hope that we maintain a little bit of that that community spirit afterwards because i think that's something that's just been eroded over the years um because because people travel and you know we have social and we can connect with other people in the world and that's amazing but actually you know you've got your own city or your own your own people around you that that need you just as much kind of thing yeah well yeah, this yeah so um uh, yeah and, and i also think that the current situation it i think it also made people a bit more human yeah like, for example I mean, just relating to, for example, a team school you have with like video uh, on, like like before people might get like very nervous if their spouse or if their kid or anybody appears in the camera or if the yeah. dog starts barking, etc. Could have been very stressful. Well, maybe it still is for some, but I think in general now, with everybody being at home, uh, uh, people are also opening up a little bit more. Like it's okay yep. if your kid is like on camera or if your dog starts barking and everybody, yeah, well not everybody, but I think people are getting more, uh, yeah, more human about it. Yeah, and I think, it, you know, you'll speak to your colleagues every day and of course you know that there's a human on the other end of the the, the phone that has a, may have a family or, or whatever going on. But it's, yeah, it's kind of like 
shining the light on that and really bringing it home to actually we're all humans we all have a home it all has its you know its ups and its downs we've all got like a messy life of some kind um, <laughs> and and yeah I do think it's like bringing funnily enough bringing teams closer together and I, and I do actually hope and that um companies realize that um you can trust your employees to work from home right and not only yeah. can you trust them but if you do trust them and you give them that flexibility and you have the understanding they are going to be probably 10 times more productive creative and all and all this you know and and, I th and in the future you know if we ever have another of these pandemics or emergencies etc we will be much better to prepare to cope with it um but i really i really hope that companies see that you know enabling and workforces to work from home has been like the bottom of the list of the priorities yeah. for so long or people have still had old school thoughts about it you know like no we need an office and everyone needs to be in the office and like we said at the beginning of this podcast there is absolutely benefit there um there's a need especially for some people i definitely miss having an office to go into and just having random chats um but there's also so much to be gained by giving that flexibility to your employees and allowing them to work from home as well you'll probably get the best out of them um, yeah so yeah yeah it remains to be seen i think there will be lots of lessons learned after this but i mean all i can say is um i've kind of sold myself on you know oh it's okay we will be able to see ignite this year because it's online but nope you've now i need 2021 ignite to happen and i need to be there and yes i just we need to get back to normal asap yeah well that's a great goal uh, to have to, yeah. uh, to hope yeah. for an Ignite 2021 and indeed uh, everybody until then to stay safe and healthy and for everything to uh, turn back to normal one day. Yes, exactly. Well, it has been wonderful speaking to you. Um, I knew that this would be a good podcast, but I've actually really, really enjoyed it. And it's, um, I was having, I won't, I won't lie, I was losing the will to live. <laughs> over the last week or so um definitely in a slump and, and this has definitely helped so thank you no thank you very much also for me it's very nice to uh um to talk to you and especially in these times it's it's really nice to uh, stay connected with each other yeah absolutely so on that note um thanks to everyone for listening stay connected if you're you know if you're thinking about putting out content just do it um the community is there and it's welcoming uh so yeah get involved thank you lisa take care thank you bye-bye thanks for listening and i hope you enjoyed the episode as much as i enjoyed recording it if you have any feedback questions you would like to suggest a topic or a guest for the show please reach out to me on twitter and let me know don't forget to like, share and subscribe. It's much appreciated. And thank you for all the support on this new adventure so far.